Good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarva speaking, inviting you to stay tuned for another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message we call the old Trailblazer broadcast. But we're bringing you a series of studies this morning. We have been for a few days now. We'll be here quite a while now on Satan, the God of this world, and we're looking at Satan's devices. We've been there for a day or so. And uh, I'd like for us to look back again at some of those things, how Satan makes everything look rosy. That's one of his devices, paints everything with a beautiful paintbrush, and that's right. And then we have uh, the depths of Satan, how Satan has kept kept folks blinded, how that he makes sin sweet to to the tongue. That's right. All of these things are devices of Satan. Now let's consider this fact. Every sin that Satan paints, puts new names to, and dresses in a bright color, uh, that's right, costs cost the best blood, the noblest blood, the life blood, and the heart, heart blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. Those sins, that's what costs the blood of our Lord. What grace. Just to think that Christ should come from the eternal bosom of his Father to an earth of sorrow and death, do you ever consider that, my friend, how that Christ, what he did, what he gave up, how he died to save sinners? And then you go on in your sin, lackadaisically, uh, unconcerned, blow off, uh, puff off the message, as you will, when it comes to your heart, day by day. When the Holy Spirit begins to dig around your heart, you cast it off as, as a, a trivial thing. Listen now, would you, would you listen with me? Just to think that he who was clothed with all the glory should be wrapped with the rags of flesh, that he, would be, that he who filled heaven and earth with his glory should be wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. Just to think that the gospel... The gospel uh, that, that the Lord God of heaven, who made the heavens, should be working now in Joseph's workshop. All of this because you and I are sinners. Listen to that cry on the cross. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Does that mean anything to you this morning, my hero? Out there on the, on the, on the farm, in the, in the shop, there in your uh, penthouse, wherever you are this morning, in your airplane, on the boat. Maybe they're on the bus, traveling from one city to another, on the train, wherever this message is being heard. Does that statement mean anything to you? Our Lord cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. It was your sin and mine that pierced his very soul. We say that Roman soldier pierced his side with a Roman spear, but it was your sin and mine, actually, that did the piercing. That's right. It was our sin that slew the Lord of glory. Look, look there at that head before which the angels cast down their crowns. And you will see it now with a crown of thorns, which represent our sins. Look at those eyes, purer than the sun, and yet put out by the darkness of death. Our sins, the sin that looked so beautifully arrayed in such wealth of color, struck death also to the Son of God, our substitute. Look at those ears which had heard nothing but the hallelujahs of saints and angels. Now they hear nothing but the blasphemies of the multitude, all the ridicule, being called a a son of a harlot, an illegitimate child all the days of his life. You say, well, those were terrible people that said such things. If you'd have been there, you would have joined in with them. If you'd have been there, you'd have helped crucify the Lord. If I'd have been there, I'd have helped do those things. Why? Because of sin. 
I wish we could see, you and I, I wish I could see more fully the heinousness of our, of our sin, the awfulness and the horror of sin. Look at those hands that freely swayed the scepter of heaven, that, those hands that held out the scepter of grace. Can you just think with me this morning, my friend? Can you just think with me for a moment? Put away your prejudice and all of those things. If the Lord providentially turned your heart to turn this way this morning, you say, oh, I accidentally turned on the radio. No, you didn't. The Lord providentially turned your hand. But look with me, if you will. Listen, listen. Look at those hands that held the scepter of grace. They are now nailed to the cross. Isn't that a, isn't that a, isn't that a great <clears throat> misfortune, if you say? Look at those feet. Like unto fine brass, the scripture says, nailed to the cross for man's sin. Look at that mouth that never once spake, never once uh, uh, where the guy never was guys found, never uh, listen, listen, bruised and accused of blasphemy. That's right. That that mouth who never there was no guile found there, and now and now he's accused of blasphemy. Look at the Son of God who once arrayed, who once was arrayed in all the glory and beauty of heaven, now being crucified there on that awful place, Golgotha, even called the place of a skull, the the, the potter's field out there on the on the backside of the city where the garbage was dumped. That's right. That's where our Lord's uh, cross now had been brought, where the crown of, of glory had been brought, the place of a skull. Can you imagine how, how, how our people, your, your ancestors and mine, brought our Lord down, how our sins, listen, they gave him nothing but vinegar to drink. Can you imagine that? That's right. Did you know the hardened, the most hardened criminal on this earth, in our state penitentiaries, our federal penitentiaries across this nation, those who are on death row? Did you know the day or night that they put them to, to death with the injection or the electric chair or the gas chamber, whatever they do, did you know they offer them whatever their hearts desire to eat? They call it their last meal. They can have anything from the finest steak, finest seafood, finest anything, the finest dessert, finest drinks they want except for alcohol, and anything. But our Lord, they gave him vinegar to drink. They gave him vinegar mixed with gall. Listen, he hears nothing but reproach. That's all. That's all. Don't you get tired of hearing people reproach you or, or, or be negative on everything? Just think what our Lord heard. Just think what he heard the scribes and the Pharisees and the common man, how they reproached him, how that uh, Pilate and Herod and Caiaphas, all of those, even old Judas, and then, and then even Peter denied him, one of his own. Have you ever been de denied like that? No, I haven't. And you haven't either. No, my friend. You and I have never suffered anything like that. And his soul is now comfortless and forsaken. And all of this for the very sins that Satan points to as attractive and puts them in fine colors. That's right. Oh, sinner, flee from sin this morning. Bestir thy soul against it. Fall at the feet of our blessed Lord, for whom you're, who was crucified for your sin, and cry for mercy. That's right. Would you cry for mercy this morning? That's right. The Lord laid a message on my heart for our worship hour, the tender mercies of God. One of the things that I, the Lord laid on my heart to bring out was this 
along this line that we're speaking this morning. Our Lord had tender mercies. Did you know the Lord gave us mercy for wrath? He never gave us justice. He gave us mercy. He held out mercy to us. He could have. He could have destroyed this nation when uh, when old uh, when Adam and Eve sinned. He could have destroyed them. Started all over with a new new family there of God. But no, he chose to provide a way of salvation for man whom he had made. And we know what all took place there. But now we come down to see where the Lord offered mercy. And, and, and the world offered gall and vinegar. I just tell you folks this morning, we need to take a hard look. We need to take a long look. Are you, are you, are you uh, uh, appreciating the grace of God, the mercy of God this morning? Or do you take it as an, just a, an accepted thing, just a common thing? Are you trampling the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ under your foot? under your unhallowed feet this morning, are you? You say, how can I do that, Trailblazer? By neglecting the Word of God, by uh, turning off, turning away when the gospel cry goes out, when mercy is being held out. What would you do if someone, uh, if you offered someone mercy? And one of your children had gone astray, and you went out of your way with them to, to make appeasement to them and offered them mercy. Come on home, my son. Come on home. What would have happened if the old prodigal son's father had turned him away when he came back home? No, he didn't. But our Lord offered mercy to those who put vinegar in his mouth, vinegar mixed with gall, but he put mercy there. That's right, that tender mercy. Oh, listen, listen, would you flee from sin this morning? Would you just flee from sin and use every holy means whereby sin might be subdued in your body and in your heart and in your mind, that it might be subdued and destroyed? Listen, listen, my friend. Isn't that something, how that we offer gall for mercy? Oh, awakened sinner, you who are grappling with the demons of hell, the power of uncovered sin, you with hell all in your bosom as a prisoner of Satan, would you look to the Lord this morning? Would you look to Calvary there at the crucified one? Let your thoughts and your meditations be upon him until you know the power of his resurrection that sets you free and delivers you from the power of sin. Saints, my saint, my believer, let, let's watch for Satan's devices. Let's not be too close to the world. Let's shun every appearance of evil and ask God to open our understanding, to see the devices of Satan, open our eyes that we may never have to, to, uh, to, to, be, to be to blame for those things. Listen, Satan will tell you, ah, it's just a little pride, just a little worldliness, just a little uncleanliness, just a little drunkenness. You may commit it without danger of your soul. That's what he says. So did Lot say, of Zohar in Genesis 19:20, it's but a little one, and thy soul shall live. But what became of his family? Read that story there in, in Genesis 19:20. Consider this: those sins which we are apt to account small have brought upon men the greatest wrath of God. Just to think, when Mother Eve ate that fruit there in the garden, what dreadful wrath it brought down on the heads and on the hearts of men. Oh, I, I wish I could. I wish I could hurl this around the world, sinner. Repent, repent, 
Break at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Down, sinner, down. That's what the old trailblazer used to say at the close of many of his messages. Down, sinner, down. You, uh, oh, that pride would be broken in your heart and in mine. Oh, that sin would be torn, up, torn asunder, my friend. That Satan would be put in his place. And one day he will. One day he'll be cast. A lone angel will leave heaven with a long chain, the scripture says, and will bind him. Just that one lone angel. I believe he'll be one of the lowliest angels in heaven just to show the power and veracity of our Lord that it doesn't take much to, to destroy Satan. But listen, he's a roaring lion now going about seeking who he may devour, who he may intimidate. That's one of his devices to intimidate you, to keep you from trusting the Lord, to keep you from taking a stand on the side of the Lord. I know, I know hundreds, uh, dozens and even hundreds of folks under the sound of this ministry who are intimidated. Oh, that's that's right. They're just afraid, afraid what Mo and Paul say if they come out and take their place as a lost sinner. That's right. Afraid of what their husband will say. But listen, you want to go to hell with them? Just because they're lost, do you have to be lost? Uh, Satan's going to keep you intimidated. And then listen, not only that, he'll imitate salvation to you. He'll give you a good feeling running up and down your spine. He'll attract you to some of these worldly uh, high-jumping preachers where there's a lot of charisma going on and imitate that as being salvation, but that's not salvation, my friend. Salvation is a deliverance from sin, trusting and knowing the Lord as your Lord and your Savior. I wish you'd, I wish you'd write me this morning. This is the old trailblazer. Pastor Alva Pendarvis here, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Algiers, and uh, I wish you'd write me. Sit down write me say, Pastor, keep on. That's what folks are doing. Folks write me and tell me, Pastor, keep on. We don't hear these kind of messages. I know that we're cutting across the grain of many folks who don't believe in a literal hell, a literal Satan, but they're true. And this, just would you just remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. This is Pastor Alva Pendarvis saying it's good to have been with you and write us and let us hear from you. Thank you. Goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet radio station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis.